squads good football fans welcome back to the fourth and a mile podcast alongside my good friends brady radley and jeremy my name is josh and we appreciate you all tuning in uh so guys how was your weekend oh man it was good it's mock draft mania you guys ready to go for this it's gonna ready. be exciting it's gonna be fun I, I think it's gonna be exciting just to get all of our listeners uh a chance to go against us and all that stuff so um Let's move right into our NFL notables. Uh, the first one has huge impact on the NFL. It has huge impact on fantasy football um, and the AFC. So uh, Damian Williams is the running back, probably the starting running back for the beginning of the season for the Kansas City Chiefs, has opted out of playing in the 2020 season. That means the Clyde Edwards-Elair hype train is Choo-choo! real. It is, it is real. Um, we'll get it's you guys' right rankings. Station. Yeah, we will get you guys' rankings on him, his updated rankings in just a bit. Uh, moving on, another running back news. Uh, LaShawn McCoy signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so I don't know if that does if uh, what that does for uh, the Rojo, if you still have mojo for Rojo. That hurts. Um, we also will get your opinion on that. Uh, kind of like a little dust smoke or like little rumors going around. The Seahawks are looking for another wide receiver. Uh, two of the names that are getting brought up are Antonio Brown and a Josh Gordon renewal, uh, a reunion, I should say. Um, We'll see if any of those happen. Um, another fantasy news kind of can have fantasy impact more so uh, could hurt some players. Uh, Jordan Reed, the tight end, former tight end for the Washington Redskins, signed with the 49ers. Um, and then lastly, it, it dropped this morning. We're recording on Tuesday night. Rashad Bateman, the star wide receiver for the Minnesota Gophers, has opted out of the college football season this year. So I'm just we're going to start here, and we're going to see – Obviously, three of us are Gophers fans, so we this this disappoints us a little bit. But for me, it absolutely. Why wouldn't he do this? Um, are we going to start seeing a trend for um, first future first round picks opting out? Bradley, I'm going to start with you and see what you think. Are you fine with Bateman opting out, and are you going to start seeing a trend at this? I don't have a problem with it. I'm confused on where you think that you would do the same thing. So for me, I look at it as. Bateman has one more year to prove that he's the best receiver in this class. He's not number one right now. Is he a first-round grade? He's on that borderline. He goes out and he's a stud senior season, or I can't remember if it's junior or senior season for him. His draft, he's he's looking top 15 now. Um, I see where he is top think, 15. You think Bateman's going top 15? He just might go top 15. I, I, I don't think he does. I think somebody's going to take a flyer on a Bama receiver uh, before that. And you saw how receivers went. There was only one in the top four team this year. And I thought they were more talented this year. Um, but no, I, I think for him, he should have came out and said, hey, I have a chance to compete for, do I say a national title? Um, and go out there and play whoa, for the whoa, Gophers. Whoa, whoa. Gophers, Gophers are, are they're, they're in position to win the Big Ten, make the college football playoff. Like, it's far-fetched, but it's not unreasonable. I, do you, would you agree that Rashad Bateman's a lock for the first round? No. What? Without a season, I don't know if he's a lock. I think he's an absolute lock. I, I, think I would be surprised. Him. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he fell out, but I wouldn't say a lock. Uh, I mean, he, I, he's either wide receiver two or wide receiver three in this 2021 class. Let's not go too far into the 2021 class. Let's just – do you think there's going to be a trend with college football players who have a first-round grade? Because Rashad Bateman has a first-round grade. That's, there's no denying that. Um, opting out of the 2021 season or 2020 season to go to the 2021 draft. Going to be more of a thing for those players, kind of like what you alluded to that already have that pedigree and already have that 
on their film, like, hey, like, I have the ability to take it to the house on a slant 75 yards like Bateman can. I can, you know, take the top off the defense. I mean, you know, quarterbacks, you know, I can read, you know, two single high safety, you know, things like that. Like, if you haven't had that breakout, you're less likely to be able to do that, you know, if it's strictly a football decision, because then you want to put more tape out there to show NFL teams, you know what, I can do this at the next level. I have that athleticism. I have, I'm cerebral enough where I can be able to make those decisions in quick time. But the, those guys like Bateman that already have shown that will be more likely to do so. I think it'll be really interesting for the guys that are opting out uh, and going right into the draft. I think you'll be more common. I think it'll be, you'll start to see more people opt out, but I don't know if you'll start to see a ton of people opt out and declare for the draft. I think that'll kind of depend. And I guess it'll be interesting to see what happens for those or how it goes for those that do opt out um, and declare for the 2021 draft. It'll be interesting to see what kind of workouts and things that they're doing um, to try to raise their stock if they can. Gosh, I cannot believe you guys don't think Rashad Bateman has a first round grade though. Oh, I do. How, how did sitting out a year work for uh, Le'Veon Bell? He was, he's not the same running back. He's not the same. What my point is that, yeah, he's going to be training for it, but his body is not going to endure the physical side of football that you do while playing a season. So he's taking a year off. But didn't he might be faster. Tyron Matthew get kicked out of LSU and didn't play a whole year. The, my point I, is, he's a 19 year old kid. He's not like maybe this is helping so he doesn't get banged up. Who knows? What if he gets hurt? Like I think now he's just going to be training for the season. Um, I, I don't know. I must be. Let's a just lot talk about Clyde than. Edwards then. Yeah, we'll that's yeah. Let's talk about the main the main fantasy news. Uh, Clyde Edwards, where does he guy? Where does he rank on your guys's list now? Um, I'm guessing he probably skyrocketed for a lot of you. Yeah, he's yeah, definitely for- in my rankings. Uh, oh, sorry, Bradley. Um, Go ahead. So he actually is above Derrick Henry for me now. I have him at running back six. Oh my. I moved him up 10 spots from 22 to 12. He He's sitting right now at seven for me. I'm, I had to climb him up just because the workload's going to be there and the offense is there. So he's my RB7. Becker, where is he at for you? I also have that seven. Yeah, he rose from 19 to seven. Uh, and I moved Derrick Henry back just a couple spots. I have him at eight now. So he's sandwiched in between Delvin Cook and Derrick Henry. Same here. Yeah, so I right where uh, Jeremy left off. How about Rojo? Did he move down on your rankings? Because I know you you've been pounding the table, and I think Bradley has as well for Rojo. Um, just like you got to go get this guy in late rounds. Does Lashawn McCoy just like turn you away from him now, or or what does that do for you? So I still have Rojo at right about twenty eight, which I would guess a lot of people listening to this would be surprised to have him that low. Um, why I am so in love with him is just because of where his ADP is right now and his price tag and what his potential could be. Um, as far as the LaShawn McCoy news, I don't know if it really affects him too much just because if you, you guys can see, he's obviously declined. He'll definitely get some passing game work. I just don't know if he'll take away from what you were kind of expecting Ronald Jones to be as far as the first, second and goal line back. Um, if anything, it probably hurts uh, Keyshawn Vaughn more than anything. I, I agree too, but here's here's my thing. Like, Lashawn McCoy was a healthy scratch in a lot of the games for Kansas City. Like Darwin Thompson and 
I can't remember who the other running back was. They got activated over LaShawn McCoy. So mm-hmm. are we sure that he's even going to make the roster? Like, is he just there for training camp to see what he's got left? Definitely could be. I mean, they only gave him, what, one year, one million, right? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't much. So Drop in the bucket. Yeah, it, it was not much. And so I don't know if he's going to have uh, any fantasy impact. Uh, one more question that I have for you guys. The Jordan Reed signing, um, does it do anything for fantasy? Like, do you drop Kittle because of Jordan Reed? Does that do anything for you? Because he's basically taking what, what I think Ross Dwelly was as the tight end, too, if he's healthy. He reunites with Kyle Shanahan. So, um, Josh, what does it do for you? Absolutely nothing. Uh, George Kittle has guaranteed volume and is a supremely freakish athlete. So Jordan Reed has had a multitude of injuries in the past five, six years that are well-documented. He is a freak when he plays, but those days, if there's, if he's playing 18 holes in his NFL career, he's on hold 25 right now. So he's well past it for me. I don't think he's going to be much of anything other than just to kind of spell him in downs that he is just taking a break. So um, absolutely nothing for me in changing my view of Kittle. If he's playing 18 holes, how does he get to hole 25? <laughs> that's, that's my point. Is he's well past it. He's in the parking lot. He's, he's out the door. He's not on the course whatsoever. I have and- never played a 25th <laughs> hole. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Oh, I, uh, you should play 27 one day. It's a, it's a riot. <laughs> as far as moving Kittle, I think if he played a different position, I think we'd be having a different conversation. I think the tight end position is so kind of, kind of a dumpster fire or a, a dart throw after the couple. So I don't think you can really drop him very far as far as like the volume share that he's going to get. Um, it definitely doesn't do anything from a Jordan Reed fantasy perspective. I don't know if you were, if that was where your question was headed. Hey, no, um, I picked him up in a dynasty league. Watch your mouth. <laughs> they do run a lot of big personnel. So I, like, I think it makes sense for them to sign him and take a, a G hack at it. Why not? It doesn't really do anything as more as a depth piece for them, but I really don't think it's going to grand scheme of things affect George Kittle too much from the tight end position. What if Jordan Reed just like health, and just has like an awesome year because I mean what Debo Samuel's out for the first couple weeks so I mean they're going to be probably playing some two two tight end sets so uh, that definitely could be interesting a healthy Jordan Reed was a freak yeah I totally agree so uh, on today's show I know we've uh, been active on Twitter for uh, like our mock drafts we're having our listeners uh, do a mock draft with us so today we're going to have an early break um, and when we come back we are going to uh, start our mock draft up with all of our listeners Hi guys, this is Jeremy Becker from the 4th and a Mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at 4th and a Mile Pod. That's 4th and a Mile Pod. Thanks guys, and now back to the sports. Welcome back. It is your commissioner, a.k.a. Brady Rose, commissioning this mock draft mania. So we had nine listeners uh, come in and say that they wanted to uh, do this mock draft. So we have Josh, Bradley, and Jeremy doing the draft. I will be kind of um, giving a little background on who's picking where um, and basically introducing them back and forth and seeing how our list do. So uh, without further ado, we have a 12-team mock draft. It's a half-point PPR league. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, one flex, and then five bench spots. Is that correct, guys? Yep. 
is, that is, that is correct. correct. Perfect. So without further ado, our first pick is up. The mock draft is about to start. And we are starting with one of our listeners called Ty Krupp. So he has the first pick. Josh has the second pick. One of our listeners, Eric Peterson, has the third. Jeremy has the fourth pick. Brian has the fifth pick. Brandon has the sixth pick. Jay Merch has the seventh. Eight train with the eighth. T Miz with the ninth. Austin Schmidt with the tenth. Saucy K with the 11, Bradley rounding us out with the back-to-back picks. And so the first pick, shocker, was Christian McCaffrey. Josh, what are you thinking for your pick? So I went with a guy who I think has a really high floor in an offense that is going to run very, very much through him. And so I went with Saquon Barkley, or as Jeremy likes to call him, Saquad. And say quads, say quads running back for the Giants. All right. Well, then we move on to Eric Peterson. He had the third pick and he went Kamara. That's kind of my guy. I really like that pick. So it left um, a lot of people on the table for you, Jeremy. Where did you end up going? Yeah, I was definitely leaning Kamara there. I was hoping he'd fall to me. Um, but I guess consolation prize is Zeke. That's what I went with. Uh, you know, you could go Michael Thomas there, but I really like getting one of those top tier guys from a running back perspective, obviously it's Christian McCaffrey, Sequads, and it kind of their own tier. And then Zeke and, you know, Kamara in this, in that kind of second tier is, you know, most drafts will go. So like I said, consolation prize, Zeke can't go really wrong with that. And so here's, here's where the interesting part's going to get, because we're going to see where, how early Clyde goes and how early these running backs, where everybody has them ranked. So with the fifth pick, uh, Brian took our guy, three of our guys, Delvin Cook. Um, I kind of think Solid. it has something to do with maybe him being a, a Florida, Florida State, State running back. I don't know oh, if that yeah. has anything to do oh, with yeah. it. Definitely. Um, so uh, that's where he ended up going. And then uh, Brandon at the sixth pink went Derek Henry. Wow. Uh, Josh Jacobs before Clyde wow. Edwards aware here. Clyde is going to so fall to me. No. Moving forward <laughs> with the seventh pick, Jay Merch took Michael Thomas. And then a shocker at pick eight, A-Train went Josh Jacobs. We talked about him early in our uh, podcast, probably like episode three or four when we went and did that mailbag. And what we thought about Josh Jacobs, if he's going to get the, the pass catching volume or anything like that. And, and to be honest with you, he's kind of fallen a little bit because uh, we just don't know what the rookies that they have and all the, the yeah. talent that they have. So moving forward, another surprise pick with the ninth pick. This is my guy. He's rising on my boards. Miles Sanders ended up getting picked at nine. Ryan Kastenschmidt took Nick Chubb at 10. Joe Mixon went 11 to Kevin. Shocker, he took his Oklahoma Sooner. This leaves back-to-back, Bradley. Where are you going? Are you going Clyde? You said he was falling on your board. You're the lowest. No, he's he's rising on my board, but – I can't believe he's here at 12. I can't believe that. Dude. I'm, so I'm, gonna have to, I'm not picking him at 112 because I don't think he's a first round pick in my But I'm definitely picking him at 2-1. <laughs> so I just got a debate on which running back I like more. And it's uh, Austin Eckler and Kenyon Drake. Both have high upside. Um, I'm going to go with Austin Eckler. Why is this a comparison? I, yes, I love his upside. Um, and then I'm going to go Clyde next. So the back-to-back, Bradley went Austin Eckler and Clyde. Clyde Edwards, Ilair. I cannot believe with the hype that Clyde has that he ended up staying till the second round. Uh, I really like the the Miles Sanders pick at pick nine. I for some reason I think he's going to be really good this year. 
Deuce Daly came out and said how uh, he's going to be the featured guy there. So um, we're going to move on because oh Kevin God. shocks everybody and takes another former Houston Texan because they traded him away for a bag of chips. Um, he took DeAndre Hopkins. And we had our, and our first, first quarterback. quarterback. The Holy first God. quarterback was taken at 2-3. So uh, we know what kind of strategy Ryan's going to go with. He's going to get his quarterback out early. He wants to go get his QB1. Um, and took Lamar Jackson. Um, the two four picks, so Team Miz went Miles Sanders. I really like that pick. Followed by Devontae Adams with the second round pick. Jeremy likes two, that one. Two huge upside don't. picks. Yes. They both have a ton of yep. upside. Miles Sanders is probably going to be featured a lot. And Devontae Adams, we talk about target shares of the wide receivers. There's none, none greater than Devontae Adams' system for him right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. At at 2-5, um, A-Train went Tyreek Hill. So he's got Josh Jacobs and Tyreek Hill. Uh, Jay Merch went Julio. So maybe he's going to zero running back strategy. I love Julio. Getting him at 2-6 mm-hmm. is an absolute steal. Um, another quarterback went Patrick Mahomes went at 2-7. So the two main quarterbacks, I'm guessing we're going to see a slide on the rest of the quarterbacks. Uh, Brian ended up going Aaron Jones. Probably sniped him from Jeremy a little bit. That UTEP that El Paso connection. Um, Jeremy, where are we going with the 2-9 pick? You got Zeke to start. Yeah, so I'm a little split here. Part of me wants to go with another running back as we've seen a ton go off the board here. Um, Where I'm kind of leaning right now is Kenyon Drake and Chris Godwin. So I'm actually going to bypass my rankings. I've kind of dropped Kenny Galladay just a little bit with the COVID stuff because we don't really know how that's going to affect things. Um, So I'm going between Chris Godwin and and Kenyon Drake. Um, This is an easy answer for me. Given the landscape of the, the running backs. Um, You're running out of time. I'm going to go Kenyon Drake. Really good pick. That's a good Very pick. good value at 2-9. For Josh him. is super sad that he didn't get all the way back to him at 2-11 because he wanted to be KD in AZ. KD in AZ almost made it home. We, we got close enough to uh, – we got close enough to have some hope, but just close enough to get your heart broken as well. So, yeah, for me, care for that. You know, for me, especially when you're drafting early in this spot with all the, the run that we've seen on running back here, and I mean, we only had five wide receivers go till it got um, back to myself. There's a lot of wide receivers to be had in that third, fourth round for some really good value. So if you can get a guy like Kenyon Drake with the upside that he has, that's kind of where I felt and fell with that one. The only reason I, I hesitated a bit is because I really like Le'Veon. You guys know that. Um, so if I was to wait and then get him in the third and get a guy with the upside like Chris Godwin at wide receiver. That's kind of where I, I went back and forth there. What are you thinking, no Josh, for your pick here? So before that, uh, Travis Kelsey was taken, so the first tight end was off the board. Uh, Josh, you took Saquon first. Uh, what are you going at 211? Oh, that's tough. I was hoping at least one of those three, Aaron Jones, Kenny Drake, and Travis Kelsey, made it to me. It would have made that decision very easy. But now that no, none of them have, I'm tilting here. Do I go so running back? So the real debate is going to be who takes longer with their picks, Jeremy or Josh? Jeremy's known for taking forever for his picks, but Josh is uh, <laughs> coming in with a close second to – You know, I'm going David Johnson. I oh, like my gosh. The second wow. round? Oh, I my like gosh. I like him quite a bit. You could have got him in the third round. I, I don't like that have, pick. Uh, nope, me neither. Um, Johnson, while man. we're waiting for Josh to get the turn around, one thing I 
else. We talked about how uh, the wide receivers really haven't gone that early. Um, it's going to be tough for Jay Merch to find some serviceable running backs here because they're really uh, slim pickings right now, I would say. that The running backs are going really early. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where he goes in round three just because of the fact where um, we, we don't know – who he's going to go with and, and who's going to be there for a solid RB1 because a lot of the RB1s are gone. A couple episodes ago, I talked about a draft strategy of getting running backs early, and uh, clearly Jay Merch did not listen to that podcast uh, because he went the exact opposite, and I think he might be hurting a little bit. Yeah, we'll see if he's going with the uh, zero RB approach. Let's just be clear, though. Uh, if you get Michael Thomas and Julio Jones uh, – Good for you. So let's see where he goes with the, the running backs before we – maybe he gets a Le'Veon Bell and a James Conner. Then I'm like, okay, that I think those two have upside of being an, an RB1. So um, Ty Krupp for the back-to-back picks. He got Christian McCaffrey in the first round, ended up going wide receiver with Chris Godwin, and then got his RB2 uh, going with Chris Carson. So he went with a couple Christian – he went with a Christian, Chris, and Chris. So um, maybe he's got a theme there. Uh, Josh, you're back on the clock with the round three pick. Who are you going with? Yeah, so I think that there's a pretty decent tier jump. You probably are right where I got – I probably jumped the gun uh, on David Johnson, but I wanted to make sure that I get a running back Whoa. before David all Montgomery. of those picks go before I do because I'm at the end of the second round. So I wanted to get David Johnson, and I got George Kittle, uh, tight end. Um, with my second pick of the third round. So that is where I am at now. Yeah, you definitely didn't uh, – you definitely didn't lie when you said you didn't uh, fade George Kittle at all. So um, I think if you're going to go get one of the two, got to go get those guys early, and then otherwise you got to wait until the end. So uh, the kind of reaction we got from Jeremy was uh, the pick at 3-3. David Montgomery went in the third round. A little bit surprising. What do you what do you I guys like think about upside. Eric's pick? There? I like his I like his upside. I like his volume. Three three might be a little bit rich, but he has definite RB two capability. And that's what Eric drafted him. He's going to be hurting in wide receivers in a little bit, though. I think. So I think I. it's going to be a little bit deeper than you think. Uh, Jeremy, where do where do you think you're going to go for the fourth pick in the third round? Uh, you're up on the clock. So I, as I was debating um, the round earlier. I was holding off potentially on running back because I kind of liked Le'Veon in the third round. And I, I went running back in the second round and I also went running back in the third round. So I did not go wide receiver either. Um, I've kind of put together a stable of running backs that I feel have extremely one very, very safe floor in Zeke and two really high upside guys in Kenyon Drake and Le'Veon Bell as pass catching running backs. Um, I kind of like those two. And like I said before, I really like the value that you can get at wide receiver in the fourth and fifth round. Um, so I feel good about a couple of the guys that could potentially make it back for me. I, I also know that, you know, Bradley's got two running backs already, so he could potentially go wide, uh, could go wide receiver. Um, but um, Jay Merch, I know has two wide receivers, so he's, he's hurting that running back. Um, so I, I, I think, I think uh, wide receivers could definitely make it back for me. So uh, Brian ended up going Mike Evans, getting his first wide receiver. So his team looks like Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, and now Mike Evans is his wide receiver one. Um, then we had James Conner go off the, the board He at 3-6. Uh, the running backs are going really early here. Um, so 
a little bit earlier than I would have liked. I love James Conner. So um, looking where he got drafted, I would have taken him over David Johnson and probably even over David Montgomery. So I like the value there too. Uh, Jay Mersh, like we said, ended up going and getting his running back. He got Todd Gurley, which would be a, I think kind of an upside running back one. Don't you guys think? I know, uh, Jeremy, I think he got one of your awards. or I think Brad, Jeremy and Bradley got your guys' awards. So uh, that'll definitely be interesting to see where he goes in the fourth round for that. Um, and then A-Train got his RB2 and Leonard Fournette. And let's just have a conversation about Leonard Fournette. Where do we – like, what do we think about Leonard Fournette? Are we going to be a little bit higher on him? Because um, I think they're going to be down in a lot of the games. So – uh, is his pass catching volume going to be good? What, what do you guys think? Jeremy, where do you think about that? I feel like he has a pretty safe floor. I just don't see him having the upside that a lot of these other guys have um, just because of where he is. And obviously they don't have a ton of talent behind him um, as far as other running backs. He just is kind of a harder one to, to peg because he really didn't have that great of year last year as far as rushing. I mean, one game he had a 60, 70 yard run to really help him. Um, he just didn't really have it as far as a per carry basis from uh, average per carry. I'm not, he's, like I said, he's probably one of the tougher ones for me to peg as far as a running back goes. Cause he's kind of that not sexy pick. Um, you know, he's not, he's kind of like the David Montgomery's of the world um, where they're at. Yeah, for sure. So after Leonard Fournette, uh, T Miz ended up going Robert Woods. That's, that's one of our, all four of our guys. So um Maybe somebody's been listening to the podcast and he got, he got taken a lot earlier because I think he's like ADP six rounds. So um, he went pretty early, but I think we all like, like the player. So Absolutely. Uh, he's going to be, he's going to be the wide receiver two there. Um, AJ Brown got taken after that at three ten, very high upside this third year round. in his second round in the third round. Um, Amari Cooper. I'm not a huge fan of Amari Cooper for Kevin. Um I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on, on Amari Cooper. I, th- I know Jeremy's a little bit lower on Amari, so uh, maybe we'll just transition in. Bradley, you got your back-to-back picks at 312 and 4-1. Uh, I'm guessing you're probably going to go wide receiver here just because of the, the running back, running back. Uh, but w- what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm, I'm going both DJs, DJ Moore and DJ Chark, both wide receivers, both high upside. And for the reason that I'm sticking to my board, um, they're later in the ADPs according to Sleeper, but – I like them, so I'm going to go with them. I think they're two boom players. I had DJ Chark as a all first team for me. I absolutely yeah, no, I, love. I like full the, disclosure. Yeah, I, I know Josh. Bradley's teams. Bradley's team is super high floor or high ceiling, and gives you that opportunity to boom for 200 points on a given week. And Devin Singletary for Kevin. I do not. Yeah, let's like just that let's just put it out here right now. I do not really like Kevin's team right now. His third and fourth I round. Picks oh, Kevin's just, team is trash. There's no so like, about it. So I like Joe Mixon in the first round, but Hopkins. I mean, when you have Julio, Tyreek, and I mean, let's just be honest. I'll, I might even take Devontae Adams over DeAndre Hopkins. Um, but then Amari Cooper, I'm very low on, and Devin Singletary, I'm also very low on. So. Let's let's see where he goes. Maybe he can redeem himself with some later round picks. But uh, Bradley's guy DK Metcalf went in the uh, fourth round. Uh, really good pick. So Ryan Kasselschmidt has a team of a bunch of dudes right now. His two wide receivers are just big and physical. AJ Brown and DK Metcalf, the old Met, old Miss receivers. Oh yeah. Uh, T Miz ended up going Melvin Gordon, so that's his RB two. Uh, Miles Sanders and Melvin Gordon. I think both of them are high upside guys. We just don't really know what's going to happen in Denver. Um, 
Here's an how did, interesting, how did interesting. Kenny how did Kenny Galladay yeah, not agree? He's the fourth round. That's a I don't understand play. that. Phenomenal. I don't player. understand how he fell. He's. I have DJ Moore above him on my list. That's the only reason I didn't pick him, and I just love DJ Chark's upside. Um, but Kenny Galladay falling to four or five is is crazy. Well, let's just look at some of the older or the guys before him that were picking, that were taken. I should say. Uh, DK Metcalf. We probably all have Kenny Galladay over him. We do. DJ Chark. We probably have Kenny Galladay over him. I don't. I love DJ Chark. How about Amari Cooper? I have Kenny G over him, over AJ Brown, over Robert Woods. Over AJ Brown, yes. Yeah, so I mean, he absolutely fell. That's a great value that for AJ Brown. Now his value. his his wide receivers are now Tyreek Hill and Kenny Galladay. Good for him. Um, so let's move on. Jay Merch got another receiver. I really love this value though, so I'm not going to complain about it. Go get go get the value pick. I guess Adam Thielen is now his uh, flex player. So it's, I mean, it's the starting position. So uh, I'm guessing he's probably going to go running back in the fifth round. We said that about the fourth round. So we, let's see what he ends up doing. But uh, yeah, no, I love AT19 there. And then uh, uh, Brandon Olson took Jeremy's guy, Cooper Cup. Um, so now he's. I, I heard Jeremy's heart shattering from here. No, if Brian, if Brian listens to podcasts every week, like I know he does, he could really shatter my heart here. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. It's going to be Allen Robinson to see if he, if he actually takes him. Three, two, one. Oh, wow. he didn't. Oklahoma. It was actually Calvin Ridley. Tight end. Really? Ridley. Yeah, Ridley, Ridley at 4-9 is good value. And that is Great where value. I am going. Calvin Ridley, my first wide receiver. I mean, I have him as a wide receiver once, so you're not going to hear me complaining about that. Um, I'm wondering if how Eric feels about that. I knew exactly who Josh was going to take. (laughs) So, uh, Eric went Odell Beckham Jr. to get his first wide receiver. So, we have a couple of of first receivers for Jeremy, uh, Eric, Josh, as well. Yeah, you know, I actually had – the Allen Robinson much higher than the wide receiver that he came off of. So I was definitely expecting Becker or Eric to take him with their first wide receiver, but he fell into my lap at the 11th pick of the fourth round him being my first receiver. I am stoked about that. Okay. So I'm just going to summarize your guys' teams while we're waiting on other guys to pick Josh, you're sitting with two running backs in the first two rounds, Saquon and David Johnson, you pick tight end and then you've got your first receiver, Allen Robinson. Jeremy went the running back approach and got Zeke, Kenyon Drake, and Le'Veon Bell and got his first receiver in the fourth round of Kelvin Ridley. And Bradley has done a couple pairs. So he got Austin Eckler, then Clyde Edwards-Dillayer for his running backs, um, and then DJ Moore and DJ Chark, the wide receivers that he got. So uh, what, do you, what do you guys think right now? I, If I had to give an opinion, a non-biased opinion, because I'm not in this, I really like Bradley's team. Oh, Bradley's I, team I think he's amazing. gotten great value there. So um, I think Clyde at 2-1 surprises me a ton. Yeah, Clyde basically cinched that for you. Especially just with the hype train. So um, back to Ty Krupp, he went the 4-12-5-1 turn. So he got Juju as his wide receiver two at 4-12. He got Jonathan Taylor um, as his RB3. So he got him in the the fifth round, the first pick. Josh, where are you going to go at 5-2? I was debating whether to get my second receiver or stock up on my running backs, but I think that there is a bunch of receivers that are going to be in a similar tier that get back to me in the sixth round. So 
I decided that since running backs are coming off the board so quick to go with Mark Ingram, uh, running back for the Baltimore Ravens. You better go get JK later in the, the draft. Thanks. Not trying to spoil Thanks. anybody's plan, but um, move on. Eric Peterson took uh, Raheem Mostert. If I were Josh, Raheem. I, yeah, Raheem, if you're Josh, um, if I were Josh, I probably would have taken Raheem Mostert just because, I mean, they restructured his deal. They really like him. I mean, the numbers are there. So, um, but Josh, do you and, and Jeremy move on? Where, where are you thinking for your pick at 5-4? You already have three running backs. Uh, you have a, your wide receiver one. I have him as a wide receiver one. Um, what are you doing in the fifth round? Are we going wide receiver? Yeah, I definitely had to go wide receiver here. And I just went with the best available on my board. And that was Keenan Allen for me. I have him. Put right some on spec the, on that name. I, you know what's <laughs> going on Twitter? Yeah. He's already, I'm better than this guy. I'm better than this guy. Look at my routes, yada, yada, yada. Did you guys see how he tagged like the wrong Chris Godwin? Yeah. <laughs> that, was my absolutely, that was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Oh, I was just like, oh my gosh. He went on like just an absolute, like, I'm better than this guy, better than this guy. I'm like, okay, just. He had some he had some Michael Thomas salt going on for a little while. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's <laughs> a sure very did. good comp. So you got a feisty wide receiver too. Let's just say that. Um moving on, another quarterback off the board in the fifth round. I, I like this value, Dak Prescott in the fifth round. Uh Brian's starting to build a pretty good team here. He's gonna have to go wide receivers in a couple uh the next couple rounds, but I, I like where he's at getting uh his tight end and his quarterback in the mid rounds, not waiting until the end. Um, Brandon ended up going with AJ green. Um, got him as his wide receiver too. Uh, if healthy, the value is there. Uh, Jay Merch went with Deandre Swift. This is his RB two. So that's, that, that is a little bit of a surprise because we don't know if Deandre Swift is going to be the, the workhorse back to start the year. So, um, He's probably going to have to go and get some more flyer running backs. One guy that we talk about, Ronald Jones. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes Ronald Jones in the sixth round here, unless Bradley scoops him up. Who knows? Um, followed, followed by – okay, Bradley didn't like his pick. So uh, A-Train went with Marquise Hollywood Brown at 5'8". Kyler Murray went 5'9". So I'm guessing Kevin was going to go there if if he ended up getting back around. <laughs> um then we had T.Y. Hilton. I personally, I've, I've expressed how I don't – I'm not a huge fan of T.Y. Hilton just because – Brad, Bradley, historically, Bradley, historically, you're a huge T.Y. guy. Would you have gone T.Y. there if he made it to you at the You should pick the never round? pick a guy in the fifth round that's on the pup list to start with, Fact. in my opinion. So then after that, Kevin went Kareem Hunt, which is a very high upside just because uh, he's going to catch a lot of balls this year. Uh, Bradley, what are you doing here with the back-to-back? You have five twelve and six one turn. I figured I better go with the quarterbacks. I'm not really in love with a lot of the um, running backs and wide receivers, so I went with Deshaun Watson. I just think he brings a lot of value. Time out. Did that have anything to do with Kevin being a Houston Texans fan? <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> um, but I, I do like the player a lot as well. And then I'll go with a guy with a lot of potential uh, – Cam Akers, that might be a lead back. I like. Kind of a, I really like that as, I like as your RB three. Um, yeah, and you, yeah. So I mean, he has a potential to be your starting flex, but I mean, when you come back in your seven, twelve, eight, one turn, uh, there is going to still be value there too with with wide receivers there. So 
Um, I really do like that Cam Akers pick. Uh, how are we feeling about our draft so far? Is there any surprises? I know the one that we've kind of really talked about is Kenny Galladay in the fourth round. Um, is there any other ones that are surprising you? Yeah, uh, for me, it's T.Y. Hilton at 5'10". I, I don't see – after they just said, hey, he's going to be on the pup list, what is that, eight weeks on the pup list, or is it six weeks? I, I don't know how you mortgage a fifth-round pick with a guy who's coming back and – I don't think he's on the pup list. Is he on the pup list or the active pup list? Because if he's on the active pup list, he's not um, completely out yet. Maybe I read maybe I read something wrong then. So then if, if that's the case, then I will eat my words, and that's a fine Well, Bradley, pick. since Sorry, you don't, don't pick for another full round, why don't you uh, go look it up? All right. <laughs> I'll, they, I'll, I'll give a little shout-out here. Um, he's in a league of ours, and – um, I know he's a, he's a loyal listener, but I actually really like A-Train's team. Um, obviously, running back two, Leonard Fournette isn't, um, is a little shaky, uh, but, I mean, he's put together a really nice group of wide receivers. I really like Marquise Brown as his, his uh, third wide receiver. He's got Kenny, Kenny G and, and Tyree Kill as wide receiver one and wide receiver two. Um, I, that's, a, that's a pretty good squad he's putting together here. It'll be interesting to see who he takes next. Well, I, I really – what I like about his team is his rounds two through five. The only one that I kind of have a problem with it – and honestly, when you're that early, it's go get your guy. And so he must really like Josh Jacobs. But for me, I like Miles Sanders more. I like Nick Chubb more. I like Joe Mixon more. I like Austin Eckler more. I like Clyde more. Um, so that's, that's where I'm at. But, like, people – other people really like Josh Jacobs. So um, wow. you're at that point, go get your guy type thing. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That's the, probably the one I, I don't have or I have some gripes about because I feel like if let's just talk Clyde and him comparison, I feel like they're very similar type of players. Um, but Clyde's offense is obviously much better and you get a lot more upside packed in with that. So I would agree with you on, on that first pick for sure. <laughs> I misspoke. Um, he is on the Classic. active pup list. <laughs> So I take back what I said about my guy, T.Y. Hilton. It's not as crazy of a pick as a uh, huge T.Y. guy. I'm pretty sure I just saw a pup and I said, delete from picking. <laughs> delete. So, Bradley's not very good at reading. So that's, there's that. Um, I'm more of a skimmer. Yeah, let's catch up on our picks. So Cam Akers went 6-1. Bradley took Cam Akers. Uh, Kevin followed it up with his tight end. He got Darren Waller. Um, another tight end, Zach Ertz was the fifth tight end taken. That's a little bit surprising for me. I think that's good value for Ryan. Um, then you had Tyler Lockett, Bradley's guy, Tyler Lockett, maybe. Um, and then, that's uh, definitely not my guy. <laughs> I know that was okay. the joke. Um, <laughs> got it. So then in the sixth round with the fifth pick, Marlon Mack went, I'm guessing Ty Krupp was a little bit upset that he didn't get him for, um, because he got Jonathan Taylor in the fifth round. I thought that I think that's a little bit early for, for Marlon Mack, but I don't know what you I guys agree. feel about that. that is, yeah, that's too early for me. Just because he, I don't think you can plan on a full year with him. Now, Dynasty, I, it's interesting because he might be on a different team. But um, moving on, Jay Merch got his quarterback. I uh, got Russell Wilson, so I'm guessing he's going to stack up some running backs, which kind of been saying that this whole draft. And he's still, 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 going, waiting. Else, still going elsewhere. But uh, – then we had Brandon go with Rob Gronkowski. He got his tight end, Gronk. Um, then we had a couple of receivers taken. Brian uh, took Cortland Sutton. Jeremy, you ended up going with Terry McLaurin. Uh, talk about that one a little bit. Uh, he's a guy that I was immediately looking at after I picked and trying to figure out what were, wide receivers were going to make it back to me so I could get my third one. And he's the guy that I was hoping was going to get it. So I was 
doing some some yeah. jumping and clapping up and down. Um, so I was I was really excited. That's a really for me. I had two. I have one really safe wide receiver. I feel like Keenan Allen's volume share is relatively there. I know it's Tarod Taylor. Um, I like Calvin Ridley's upside, but I really like Terry McLaurin's upside too. What are you doing taking J.K. Dobbins in I the sixth round? Really, okay, oh, we're not Mark gonna go, we're not gonna move on really fast. Just <laughs> hold on. So I, yeah, no, I really like your team as well too, Jeremy. I think your wide receivers have a lot of upside. Um, Eric took Jeremy's guy, Ronald Jones. Didn't even let him get a chance to get back there, which. Who knows if you would have taken him because you already have three running backs. Josh went wide receiver and got Devontae Parker. Talk about that one just for a little bit. I, You know, a lot of people think that his production was a flash in the pan, which, I mean, he won't be a top 10 receiver again this upcoming year. But, you know, as far as Fitzmagic, you know, is there, he has that opportunity to be able to do so. So, like Devontae Parker quite a bit. And then I am going to um, – then J.K. Dobbins went the pick after me, pick after me, which I did not care for at all. I thought it was going to be able to get him later in the draft. So for the listeners that heard a gripe while Jeremy was talking about his, couldn't it hold was it because in. J.K. Dobbins got picked the pick after, which Ouch. Josh just shouldn't have waited. He should have taken him right then and there just because. In the sixth round? I told you how I feel about J.K. Dobbins. He's my all late round team. Sixth round is not late. <laughs> got Well, you took Mark Ingram, so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta reach for some the, of those players. The round after, I thought I could get him later. That's why you just take Raheem Mostert, not even worry about it. Rody. But then Diggs, Diggs went after. So I seventh round for Diggs. What do you, what do you guys think about that? He went after guys like Devontae Parker, Tyler Lockett, Cortland Sutton. Ty, I mean, a lot of people have this guy as a top twelve wide receiver in the league. Now we're not talking about fantasy. Bradley, I mean, this is your guy, Diggs. So what do you feel about him going in the seventh round? He's disrespected based on his quarterback, in my opinion. And it's rightfully so at some times, but he's a good player. And you always draft good players, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. Getting a good player in the seventh round is, I mean, why would you go and do that? Like compared to where the, what other guys are still available. Um, so Josh, that left you on the table with your pick at seven, two. Um, you got two running backs, Saquon and David Johnson, uh, George Kittle. You got your first wide receiver, Allen Robinson. You took your third running back, Mark Ingram. You went Devontae Parker. Where are you going now? So I wanted to go and get another receiver. I think I have a pretty good stable of running backs. I needed to kind of fill out my receiver room. So I went with Michael Gallup, wide receiver out of Dallas. I like Amari Cooper. I kind of like the that offense as a whole. I want as many different parts. Wait, of Josh, offense, you like the so. Cowboys offense? I'm a huge fan of the Cowboys <laughs> offense. Just in case not, it was not. not yeah. Just not in case that wasn't from that. abundantly clear, I am a huge fan of that offense, so I want all parts of it. Went to go get Michael Gallup. So following Michael Gallup, it went Tyler Boyd. I think that's also very good value in the seventh round. Jeremy, where are you going here? You got three running backs, three wide receivers. Are we doing anything else different besides that, or are we going back to the, the running back or wide receiver well? For the first 15 seconds of my, my clock, I played a sad song on my tiny violin because my two guys <laughs> I was hoping to get was Michael Gallup or Tyler Boyd, and they both got picked right before myself. So I had to tilt, and I felt like everywhere I was going or where I wanted to go, where my heart wanted to go, felt like a reach. So I went back to the running back well and figured, hey, I have three guys that I'm probably going to you know, have a good shot of playing on a week-to-week basis. So 
if I get a fourth guy, pick a little upside, a guy that has a safe floor, going to catch some passes if I have to have a spot starter or anything like that. So I went James White there, probably a little bit of a reach, um, but I felt like where my running backs were, it wasn't like he was my RB3. So I, I went with a guy that I know I could plug in if I had to. So we know you're going late quarterback and tight end, so we'll see how many running backs and wide receivers you pile up on there. Um, so Brian went with the Houston Texan. Uh, you got Brandon Cooks. I, I mean, I also – I think we're going to steal a trend mid to late rounds. We're going to like a lot of values of wide receivers just because from wide receiver 20 or probably, yeah, 20 to 35 – they're so interchangeable and, and it's your guy and like, okay, I really like this value. So he got Brandon cooks at seven, five um, Julian Edelman went at seven, six uh, Jay Merch went and got his tight end. I, I like Evan Ingram. I think he could be interesting. He's a freak athlete. Um, if he can stay healthy, he could have a lot of value. Um, a train went on with another running back. He got Tevin Coleman. So that'll be interesting to see um, how he, he does in Kyle Shanahan's offense with Mostert. Who knows if Jarek McKinnon's healthy, uh, Jeff Wilson. So um, T. Miz must be listening to Josh Montbrian because he went uh, Jordan Howard in the seventh round. So maybe Josh should be keeping him in the fifth round. Um, followed by that is Darius Geis went 7'10". He's, he's fully cleared. He's fully healthy. So, um, Ouch. More like Darius Yikes. The, and that is – hey. If he's your RB3, RB4, but that is he's Ryan's RB2. RB yep. That's Ooh. a big yikes for me. Yep. I, I think that's a little concerning. Another concerning one, Kevin just seems to be picking the players that I just don't like. I He got Tony Michelle, and I, I'm i not a huge fan of him this year. I think his running share is going to be hindered from uh, Cam Newton. So he's not I think I'd one. take – I think I'd take Damian Harris in the last round before I took Sony Michelle in the seventh. Yeah, I just I don't really know if I want any Patriots this year. Well, that leaves Bradley with his back-to-back. What are you going here, Bradley? I just don't understand what people think when they leave Debo Samuel to the <laughs> – I, I don't understand. It's a good value, really good value. But we're picking uh, T.Y. Hilton in the fifth. I, I just don't understand. Because T.Y. Hilton's I, on the pup, right? Well, it's the same same thing. Debo's on. They're both on the active pup. Yeah, Debo also has a significant injury, so. Okay. Out for, like, Hamstrings six, don't six, linger six. on either. And then I went Deontay Johnson because I think he's got huge upside. So I, think. I mean, your wide receivers, they're they are upside. I they they could be really good for you. Debo Samuel's gonna be ready to go by week three or four. Yeah, did and, you go and examine it? <laughs> Josh, why are you looking at me like that? I am a huge. He got guy. hurt like four weeks ago, and he's done for like ten weeks. I heard week five or six. Hey, you're start. You're starting Cam Akers or Deontay Johnson in your flex spot on week one. Who are you start? Um, probably Cam Akers because I need to see how Big Ben's doing. <laughs> <laughs> he said he feels fine, so. Okay, um, like he's going to come and see his arm <laughs> Yeah. What incentive does he have to say, yeah, it hurts pretty bad? I don't know if I'm going to be ready to go week one. Gosh. Okay, well, Kevin got his quarterback in round eight. The quarterbacks are starting to uh, swindle down, I guess. He got Drew Brees with the 8-2. Uh, Jarvis with the 8-3 pick. Ryan still didn't go. I would have gotten another running back there. Um but he went wide receiver. He now has four of them. 
Philip Lindsay went eight four, which I really like because uh, Team is got uh, Melvin Gordon in the fourth round. So now he has it's the Denver backfield. Let's say Melvin Gordon gets hurt. Now he's got great value of Philip Lindsay. Uh, Adrian, we were talking really good about your team and then ended up picking Aaron Rodgers. So um, now he now he gets an F. <laughs> nice knowing you. So, nice knowing um, you. Yeah, that's that's tough. T e u f f tough. But then Jay Merch. So this is actually a really good pick because he went and got Carryon Johnson three rounds after he went and got DeAndre Swift. So uh, Carryon might be the starter to start <sighs> the season. So now he's got Detroit's backfield. Um, <clears throat> filter has been taken at eight seven. So Brandon to Matt Matt Brita filter. Um, Emmanuel Sanders went at eight eight. Brian took him. That leaves Jeremy on the clock. Are we going wide receiver running back still, or are we going something else, Jeremy? I I picked my pick very quickly. I sent it in. The commissioner was fast to the podium. Uh, Matt Ryan was my selection there. I went with quarterback. I like the value where he was. I think he's he was the quarterback nine off the board. That's about where I have him, but I get my Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan stack. And I feel good about that quarterback position. I, I usually try to go a little later with quarterbacks and try to get a guy with some rushing upside. Um, but since I had Kelvin Ridley, I liked that stack there. And I think the, the Falcons offense is going to be a good offense and one that's going to have to throw the ball a lot. Yeah, so then Eric followed suit and went his quarterback as well. He got Josh Allen. So, Josh, that leaves you up. Uh, what are you going to do here? Piggybacking off what Jeremy said, I – like to find a quarterback with a relatively high floor rushing that kind of makes you more consistent. So Josh Allen getting picked before me was not great, but um, I decided to kind of solidify my wide receiver core and go with Marvin Jones. He's just a perennial value um, wherever he's getting picked because his production just outpaces where people see him and where they pick him. So I was happy with that in the eighth round 11th pick. Didn't you remember how Josh forgot Marvin Jones's name? <laughs> yep. But it's his Talking boy. About his big it's fan. His Absolutely. He's, oh, big fan of his. <laughs> so then uh, Ty Krupp had the back-to-back with 8-12 and 9-1. He went Christian Kirk, and then he got our guy Alexander Madison. I I mean, I like the value a lot in 9-1. If I were – having him on my team, and I did last year, I keep him on my roster for the whole year just because you don't know when Delvin Cook's going to go down. So, Josh, that leaves you back up. What are you going to end up going with here? You going to get your quarterback? So, just kind of like a, for a tidbit of information for drafting quarterbacks late, you kind of see what everyone else is picking. And so, especially in a league with only one quarterback, if you see a vast majority of people – picking that they already have their quarterback, you can wait to pick one because they're likely not going to select another one, especially in a one quarterback draft and draft another player that you think could do you some good. So I got Keyshawn Vaughn, a running back out of Tampa Bay. Well, Jeremy didn't like something, but uh, Eric ended up going with Jerry Judy in the ninth round. Got another another wide receiver. I I mean – is that, is that who you were going with? That is. I kept going. I was going through the list. I was like, I just saw his name. Where'd he go? And then I looked up and saw that I, he was sniped. So I'm going to go reach and I'm going to grab another part of the Atlanta oh! offense. I knew he wasn't <laughs> making it back to me because I knew that was probably 
had a good chance of being Bradley's one of his two picks. Um, so I grabbed another piece of that Atlanta offense. I really hope it works out for me. Are we getting on the fact that if Atlanta doesn't score 42 points a game, Jeremy's team is screwed? Doo-doo. I think there's a chance. Score 42 points a game, though. So <laughs> they're going to have to if they're going to want to stay in any games. Um, so for anybody that did not know, Jeremy took Hayden Hurst um, at 9-4, um, got his tight end. His roster is basically full. Now you're taking a lot of flyers. Um, seeing what you can get with the 10th, 11th, and 12th round. Uh, Brian ended up going with Tariq Cohen. We kind of talked about him a little bit. We're not too high on him. I don't, anybody want to talk about Tariq Cohen for just a little bit? And, and have you changed your mind on him? Do you like him? No. <laughs> Take well, it or leave talk. it. I don't have any Good talk, guys. strong opinion. Again, I, th- I think it's a little different if, if he's like your, your RB4. Um, you know, he's got some upside. He's kind of like a James White type of guy that you can, he's got a relatively safe floor if you need a bye week or you need a spot start, especially, you know, with the COVID stuff and you don't know how that's all going to play as far as depth for your team. But having that as your RB3, I don't feel amazing about it. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at with Tariq Cohen. I, I just don't see a ton of upside with him. Uh, but to that point, I mean, you saw how good he was two years ago. So if they go back to some of that, even if he's 80% What if of that, David Montgomery gets hurt? Yeah. I mean, so he doesn't want to get Devontae Freeman. Yeah. Yeah. He's obviously not going to step into like the, the lion share of it, but he's definitely going to get more work. Yeah. That's, that's where it gets interesting. You're taking flyers right now. Um, so then CD lamb got taken. We're going to, I'm guessing we're going to start seeing a run on rookies. Cause I mean, you're at that point where you start taking a flyers to see if you're going to, you're going to see a Terry McLaurin, or you're going to find that next guy, the next who, who else, AJ Brown type player uh, from last year. Um, but then Jay Merch went with Fuller. Um, if he's healthy, I, I really like the value, um, but that's a big if. Um, and then we had Jared Cook taken and then Sterling Shepard, and then we had another tight end. Bradley, your tight ends are swindling right now. Hunter Henry got taken, and now Darius Slayton was taken. Where are you going with this pick? You have the back-to-back. One of the two is going to be a tight end. Debate between Jonu Smith, Dallas Goddard, Noah Fant. What about Blake Jarwin? Blake Jarwin, I might – you know what? That's right. You're right. I'm going to go with a running back here, and I'll see what happens. I bet you can wait all the way until the 11th round to get Blake Jarwin. And that's what I will do. Pending Um, Jeremy and Josh don't take him. I know know who God is taking. (laughs) Um, I I don't even know who I'm – I'm going to go with Antonio Gibson. I knew it. That's what I I knew it. (laughs) That's the same thing, right? I I put him on my my queue. And uh, – Knew that it was probably going to get taken you, by Jeremy. Your cue. <laughs> I've heard some people call it a queewee. A queewee. Okay, mm. Bradley. Who are you um, going with your next pick? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. With what are you John. waiting for? You had the back-to-back jeepers. <laughs> I'm gonna go with John Brown because he's a really good player that gets overlooked Smokey a lot. He was a good player last year. John oh, was he, a good player last year. He killed it for me last year. Huge fan. 
Another yeah, one I, of Josh's guys that he probably couldn't tell you. <laughs> That's another name. All right, let me give a summary of your guys' team so we can we can see between the three of uh, three of you guys who who's in the lead. So Josh had the second pick. He got Saquon. Then he followed it up with David Johnson, George Kittle. Allen Robinson was his wide receiver one. Mark Ingram, Devontae Parker is wide receiver two. Then Michael Gallup, Marvin Jones Jr., and Kashan or Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn. He had to take uh, him. He did for sure. Had to. Had to. Um, so At least I can name my team David Hurt the Johnson, though. So that's huge. Okay. Uh, so Jeremy had the fourth pick. He took Zeke in the first round, followed by Kenyon Drake and Le'Veon Bell. So he had his wide receivers. Uh, Kelvin Ridley was his first receiver. Uh, Keenan Allen was his second, and then Terry McLaurin. So he went on a run with wide receivers. He then followed up with James White. Then got his quarterback and his tight end, the Atlanta quarterback, Matt Ryan, and the Atlanta tight end, Hayden Hurst. Followed by Bradley now. He had the last pick in the draft. He went Austin Eckler and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, two, I would say, very good values at running back. Then he got the DJs, DJ Moore and DJ Chark. Took his quarterback in the fifth round with Deshaun Watson. Got another running back in Cam Akers. He's banking on Debo Samuel being healthy. Um, in round Debo, seven, I will put a lot of money on by week four. Debo Samuel is playing football. Week four. Week four. How much? Ten bucks. Sure. Bang. <laughs> bang bang. Thank you, Josh, for that. Uh, Deontay Johnson was his eighth round pick. Uh, he went Antonio Gibson, and then followed by John Brown. So after John Brown, we are in the tenth round of twelve. So we are wrapping it up. Uh, Kevin went Latavius Murray with the second pick. And then we just had the wide receiver one out of this draft class. Ryan Schmidt took Henry Ruggs the third. Can you get better value than that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, well, so looking back at Kevin's pick, so he took Latavius Murray. I think good value there. But let's look two picks later. So Zach Moss was taken at the 10-4 spot. Um, so my question is, he probably should win Zach Moss there, shouldn't he? Absolutely. I definitely see that. Um, I think that would have been a good idea. I'll take that. I'll take that back because handcuffs are a little overrated. Not according to Brady. Brady's all about handcuffs. handcuffs. I love handcuffs. But Latavius Murray has standalone value. He does. And yes. Zach very Moss true. does not have standalone value, in my opinion. That is, that is very true. But he's got touchdown. He's a touchdown machine. Yeah, but that's still not a start. Supposedly going to be a touchdown machine. Um, I don't know. I think Zach Moss could – there's talk that he could take Devin Singletary's job this year. I think that's smoke. I think it could be. Um, so, Miko Hardman went speedster, went 10-5. Uh, then Merch went with another quarterback with Tom Brady at 10-6. And then uh, Brandon went – with Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, who, by the way, reported today, signed his Big contract. Uh, we're ready to see him in purple and gold because we expect big things out of him because we picked him in the first round. Followed by Jamison Crowder with the 10-8 pick. Uh, I'm guessing Jeremy wanted to take him by his reaction. Oh, uh, that hurts. I, I, I like the value there, too, because he's a PPR machine, and so Guru. maybe you can get – um, some sort of value from him just because we don't know what the heck the Jets are going to be this year. Yeah, that really oh, hurts. No, we do know what the Jets are going to be. They're going to be bad. <laughs> They're going to be bad. They're going to be bad. 
So I know we were talking about um, handcuffs, and, and I'm going to go take a guy I've talked about on the show, Tony Pollard. He's my handcuff uh, with Zeke. Feel good about that. Um, figured I'd, I didn't love who was on the board at that point. I really wanted Crowder. Um, so I kind of tilted and just figured I'd grab my handcuff because well, everyone the, else the I felt like I was You have out. Zeke. You have Zeke. So it's like, what, what do you need to hear that you're – like you already have three running backs, three wide receivers. You have your quarterback and your tight end. So it's like go get a safe bet because if you lose your first-round pick, sometimes you're in trouble. Now you have Tony Pollard, and it's kind of like a safe safety net. Type yeah, def- definitely makes me feel better. If Crowder was there, I, I probably would have went Crowder and hoped to wait for Tony Pollard, but um, felt, felt like the right decision there. Yeah, definitely. So Eric went Mike Williams at 10-10. Uh, Josh, what are you thinking at 10-11? Are we getting a quarterback finally? Yeah, so kind of what I was referring to last pick, that everyone that was between me and my next pick has already taken a quarterback, so the odds of me getting who I wanted – and Carson Wentz were very high and that actually ended up bearing fruit. So I ended up getting Carson Wentz with the 11th pick of the 10th round. That's pretty good value. Um, Tyler Higby at 10, 12. Here's a question for you guys, Matt Stafford or Carson Wentz. It's pretty close for me. Cause I like, Matt Stafford I like went 11, 11 or 11, one, I should say. That's phenomenal value there. I mean, it's, they're about the same for me. I think I'd I think, take Wentz. I think I would take Stafford, but it's it's really close. And I maybe even in Josh's situation, I probably would have taken Stafford because you had Marvin Jones and maybe get that quarterback wide receiver stack. But I like I said, I really like Carson Wentz's value at ten eleven. So uh but Matt Stafford went at eleven one. Then Duke Johnson, Josh took Duke Johnson, hoping wanted maybe he to, uh, yeah, oh, wanted man. to kind of get the handcuff for my um, running back in Houston, David Johnson. So second round pick, second round running back. Yeah, you know, I think I'm we not should all just clarify that he went in the second round. <laughs> I actually like the way my team is formulating quite a bit outside of that pick, but um, yeah, that's why we do mocks, right? You want to know how you react in certain situations and where you would go differently. So that's kind of so, why I think I, we'd all go differently there. So, so, so Josh has basically said he panicked. Oh, 1,000%. I am not. (laughs) Second round? I am not beating around that bush in any way, shape, or form. That was 100% me tilting. Josh needs to go back to the drawing boards and see what happened there. Oh, you tell me. You look at my squad. You tell me you don't like it. Josh, from what I remember, don't like it. (laughs) You have Chris Godwin as your fifth best wide receiver, and he was there for your taking, and you went David Johnson. Well, I will be willing to guarantee he's not a top five running back on your list. <laughs> well, I can guarantee that. Well, if he is, you can sign off right now. We'll go deep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, after Josh's Duke Johnson pick, Damian Harris was taken. Jay Bex, what are you going with? Um, I went back to wide receiver because I only have three of them right now, and I kind of hemmed in hot over a couple uh, – I. And I went with the most, in my mind, the most upside at that point, Sammy Watkins. I think he's a guy that gets somewhat overlooked. When he was healthy last year, I mean, what was he through weeks four or one through four? He was, you know, top three wide receiver. He's he's a guy, yeah, he's a guy that can do a lot in a really, really good offense. So I like that upside there, especially, you know, given the wide receivers that I already had. And we've talked about it. At this point, you're taking guys that can hopefully hit. 
and be lottery tickets for you. And I feel like Sammy Watkins has the potential to be that guy. So that's, that's where I went. Another guy that I was considering was a guy like Golden Tate. And he just, he provides a safe floor if you need a guy for a spot start or a bye week or whatever. Uh, but I like the upside that Sammy Watkins presented a lot more than that. Yeah. So after Sammy Watkins, and, and let's just have a little conversation about this guy, Jalen Rager. Um, I've been, I've been very down on Jalen Rager. Um, but you can't, you can't not listen to the reports on what, what's going on in Philly right now. The fact that there's a chance that Jalen Rager could be the wide receiver one there. Where I like his good, outlook a There's lot. a good chance. Uh, there, there is. And there was talk about how he's only going to play the slot. And I was like, no, he's learning every single position. So it's just like <laughs> the value that he's at 11-5, that's incredibly good value. Like that's a, that's a Terry McLaurin receiver there. That's, that's an A.J. Brown type player. I mean, he was picked in the first round. So I know I was low on him originally. Somebody that's kind of crawling up my boards. I mean, I'm not – I don't think the talent is better than Justin Jefferson or maybe even Michael Pittman Jr. or Denzel Mims. But, I mean, the target share is there. So, like, that's, that's really good value there. Uh, following Jalen Rager was uh, Daryl Henderson. Uh, then another tight end went, Noah Fant. Then Deshaun Jackson. And this – I don't know if people have been listening to me, but this is the guy that I always said, late in your rounds, take Deshaun Jackson because the value is there. He – He's just a great value. Um, then Anthony Miller went another really good value pick there at 11-9. I'm surprised, Jeremy, you didn't take him over Sammy Watkins. Um, but then Ryan went A.J. Dillon. Then Nikhil Harry went. Bradley, what are you doing with your last back-to-back picks, your final two picks? Yeah, so I need a tight end, so one of the two is going to be a tight end. Uh, I'm going to start with a flyer on a receiver, somebody who's kind of banged up last year but has an enormous amount of potential, and that's Paris Campbell. Uh, he's in a good system, and with TY maybe being a little bit of a question mark, banged up um, on the active pup list. Um, <laughs> and, then I went Blake, and then I went Blake Jarwin, who's going to get Jarwin a lot of season, targets. baby. I, I like him. I like his opportunity and his target share there, so I went Blake Jarwin. So he got us tight in, in the last round. So then we're going with Tyrell Williams. Boston Scott was taken. Then at 12-4, Mike Gusecki was taken. Then at 12-5, Justin Jackson was taken. So the question for Bradley is, is there any reason why you didn't take either Justin Jackson or Joshua Kelly to handcuff Austin Eckler? Uh, you know, I could have, but I think it's Eckler's job. Well, for sure it, it is. It definitely would not have been Justin Jackson. It would have been Joshua Kelly. And I really? told you, I'm not, I'm not really? huge in Yeah, I think. I, I was going to say, know. I hope it's his job if, he, if he's your first-round pick. Yeah, I know. It would have been tough if I did that. But, uh, <laughs> no, yeah. I just. I, <laughs> in the first round, of course, he's going to get the. <laughs> Whatever, guys. His <laughs> job. Okay. Tough crowd. It is a tough crowd. Josh can't talk. Guy. He took David Johnson the second. Yeah, that's facts. Cool. So after Justin Jackson at 12-6, Carlos Hyde was taken. Um, then we had quarterback. I believe this was Joe Burrow. Yes, Joe Burrow was taken. And that was Brandon's second quarterback. So now he's got Mahomes and Joe Burrow. We are waiting on Brian Harris to make his last round selection. Maybe uh, Brandon thinks Bur- Burrow can line up in the backfield. With Mahomes playing quarterback, maybe he thinks he can line up in the slot or something. Real position versatility there for Burrow, apparently. 
I'm glad you explained that because I had no idea what you were talking about. Like, yes, hey, that, he lines up in the backfield. <laughs> Josh, Josh makes or brings up a, a fair thing to talk about, though. I, I mean, normally I don't take more than one quarterback in a regular redraft league. Um, that's not a super flex. But in the year of, you know, given what we're in right now, are you guys going to pile up more on quarterbacks late in the rounds and get to? In a one quarterback league, no, just because there's always one to pick up. There's never going to be 32 quarterbacks on rosters on a 12-team league. I don't think everybody's going to have three quarterbacks on a single quarterback league. So uh, a two-quarterback league, I'm trying to get three of them, though, just because on bye weeks and everything, you you need to have another quarterback, and quarterbacks score a lot more points. So, um, yeah, no, that's a really good point. This is a a one-quarterback league. With three picks to go, and we still have Daniel Jones, Baker, Roethlisberger, Newton. Uh, we still have Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Ryan Tannehill. So those are still, like, starting caliber quarterbacks you can be able to get points from. And I think that's a good point that's leading to Brady's point about only drafting one, in my opinion. All right, so let's finish this up with our last five picks. So Brian went with the uh, newly acquired LaShawn McCoy to see if he gets any sort of – um, workload with uh, the Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as Josh would like to say. Um, he called it that. He called it that. I didn't. Yeah, you I, like calling him that too, though. So I think uh, it's stupid. Michael Pittman Jr. Jeremy took um, trying to get that rookie flyer. Uh, Anthony McFarland Jr. I really like that value there, just because Bradley made the point last week about uh, the injury history of James Conner. Uh, Josh went Golden Tate, and then Mister Irrelevant was Austin Hooper. What are you guys' thoughts? Do you guys have fun on this draft? Um, yeah, give, your, give us your thoughts. Yeah, I had a blast. I am just looking at my roster and how it's filling out. And this is a team that I would feel really comfortable going into the season with. While Johnson was a reach in the second round, I felt that I filled out the rest of my roster with some good depth pieces that can be able to supplement that poor decision by – you know, Mark Ingram has a high ceiling and still having some um, security there with like Duke Johnson in the backfield as well. If I were to rank the teams, I would probably put Bradley at one and I would oh. put Jeremy very close. Cause I really like Jeremy's team at I told you, I said, I said, I didn't like your second pick. I didn't like your fifth pick with David Johnson and Mark Ingram. I like Allen Robinson. I have Alvin Kamara ranked over Saquon. So, so I, I don't know. I, what do you guys think? Does Josh last out of you three? Of course they're going to say yes. Of course they're going to say yes. <laughs> out of us three, yes, but he's not the worst out of the 12. I Kevin? would agree. All right, let's call some people out. Who do you no, think is the worst team? <laughs> I think my favorite team is, well, besides mine, would be Team Is. Just looking at the top of his draft, when you get Miles Sanders, Devontae Adams, and Robert Woods, that's a very good combination. Tyler Murray might finish as a top three quarterback this year. Um so when you combine all of those, <laughs> I'm just, just going on about it. And then my least favorite team is our Cassin Schmidt's team. And I'm not a big Nick Chubb fan, so that's why I have a problem with that. Um, Lamar at 2-3 might be a little bit rich. I've always been low on A.J. Brown. T.Y. Hilton is okay because he's on the active pup list, but 
Geis doesn't <laughs> Geis doesn't do it for me. Um, AJ Dillon certainly doesn't do it for me. <laughs> and I, I don't think Boston Scott has any value either. So those are kind of the gripes that I have about it. I obviously besides I, us three, the U three. I obviously think I won. Besides I do like Bradley's U3. team. Besides um, U three, I know I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Um, this has put me on the spot a little bit. You know, I liked I liked some of A Train's picks. Um, it fell off a little bit for me. You know, after the first first couple rounds. Besides, obviously, we talked about the Josh Jacobs pick. Um, I don't mind uh, Ty Krupp's team either. You know, he gets Chris McCaffrey. He gets Chris Godwin because somebody picked David Johnson before him. And then he gets uh, Chris Carson. I, I really like Juju. He gets Juju as a second wide receiver in the fourth round. Obviously, I love Jonathan Taylor. He gets Jonathan Taylor as his third running back. If you get JT as your third running back, I, I think you're in a pretty good spot because you, aren't ex- you, you don't need him to perform right away in week one. Um, so I like that. Um, all in all, though, it was a lot of fun. I appreciate everybody drafting with us. I know we went a little bit later tonight, um, but uh, it was it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, I think Brandon's team's horrible. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> just picking Gronk in the sixth round is just when Evan Ingram is there and like a few picks after Zach Ertz. I just I, I that's inexcusable. Um, and just the overall strategy of waiting on a quarterback is kind of my shtick. So uh, picking a quarterback in the second round is not my favorite thing. Yes, David Johnson is much better in the second round than a quarterback. I and would take Mahomes any day of the week in the second round over David oh, Johnson. That's what I hear. Picking two quarterbacks is not my favorite thing either. And um, having Chris Carson and Christian McCaffrey is your one-two punch with your running backs is really good. And then having the high upside guys of Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins. So I would go with Ty Krupp's team uh, for me. That is my favorite. So um, that was a ton of fun, guys. We definitely got to do that again. So uh, thank you guys so much for coming to this mock draft uh, version show. We're going to have our listeners join in uh, with us. Uh, join us next week. Go deep, and we'll see you next time.